0: on Good Girl Battery Loaded that was released as the single to promote Good Girl on Battery Loaded Take a Bow is not a deep cut? No. Alright well I mean I still think it would be a bizarre
1: Take a Bow is a heater teachers. what are you talking about? I mean it's about? a great I love Take a Bow right?
2: I'm a huge Take a Bow
0: fan
1: You need to go back and listen to more Rihanna because you're I think clearly I think not ready for this I think it's a
2: mid-show this. number I don't think it's a big Take a Bow
0: 599 number. million streams Holy shit It's called Take it a Bow How do you not close with that? It is song that is not Umbrella or don't stop the music from that album.
2: Wow, I mean, okay, clearly I didn't know how popular I thought I was like a big Rihanna fan for knowing take hey, up. Yeah.
0: Um but I I I think, think it's a it's really a mid show
2: number. It's not it's not a show it's not a closer. I that think the team fact team that I brought really up Rockstar
1: really 101 well. featuring Slash goes to show you how much <laughs> of a bigger Rihanna fan I am than you. <laughs> uh
2: you're listening to High Floor Low Ceiling, by the way. And we you can going. hear I have been <laughs> yeah, recording. We uh be recording. and you can hear a third voice here. You know Griffin, you know Chris, but joining us for the cold open and, dare I say, joining us for the entire episode, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back the unmatched Connor O'Neill. The crowd goes crazy. Ah. Connor, thank you so much for coming home.
1: No, thank you both for having me on. Coming back for the the Super Bowl once again, and uh, I will say there's going to be no wild Matthew Stafford takes this year because he's not playing. And yeah, Boy, uh,
2: oh boy, is he not playing. He is emphatically not playing in the Super Bowl this year. He got hurt.
1: Let's relax, okay? I got my one ring for him. I'm okay. Nice. Uh, and I will throw a quick congratulations to Griffin because his Carlton Ravens beat my Ottawa GGs in both games. Of the Capital Hoops Classic.
2: Yep, it was never in doubt. Thank you, Chris, for that lovely. What do you mean it was never in doubt?
1: Did you watch the game? No, you were calling hockey.
2: I I had an eye on the games. Um, I didn't. I did unfortunately have to watch replays, but yeah, no, two great games between four great teams. Uh, Ottawa is definitely the basketball capital of Canada, and I mean, folks, if you're not tuned into the OUA basketball show every week to get the updates, because both. Men's and women's OUA are ridiculously stacked. Chris, I hope you're searching for that intro pun, because we do need to get to the theme song at some point.
0: I was searching for the fact that part of me was the lead single from Teenage Dream, The Complete Confection, in the same way We're talking. Take a Bow Perry? was the lead single from Good Girl Gone Bad Reloaded. Part of me is an underrated Katy Perry hit. And part of me thinks that we should start another episode of High Floor low ceiling unmatched unmatched in the Segway department and welcome what about disney world to high floor low ceiling <laughs> there are, there the are a lot of people on segways at disney world you are listening to now Griffin Porter, Connor O'Neill joining us. Um, what a great day it is <laughs> for yeah. sports. And truly, like there's a lot to talk about. I feel like we should just jump right in Let's and do it. say, Griffin, congratulations on LeBron James <laughs> becoming... The all-time NBA leading scorer. You've got your James 23 jersey. Of course, he was not wearing 23.
2: No, he changed it. But I I wasn't enough of a sucker to buy two Los
0: Angeles (laughs) Lakers LeBron jerseys. That's not a legitimate
2: jersey, right? (laughs) No, this is from our good friends on the other side of the Pacific Ocean. I'm not going to say which country. Uh, (laughs) But it's from a great website where you can get near,
0: near... Pro-quality NBA jerseys. <laughs> but I knew instantly, I will say, the numbers are looking a little strange.
2: What? No, they're, they're pretty good.
0: I think it's a sizing thing. It is, they look very large. Well,
2: that's the Lakers, you know? Everything big in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. But, but yes, just last night, Chris, not barely 12 hours ago at time of recording, mm-hmm. we witnessed the unbreakable record broken. Um, what can you really, what can you really say? <laughs> really caught me mid-sip. He was, um, he was drafted when I was like seven years old. We've been watching this man do incredible, unbelievable things. Uh, it's an honor. It's a privilege. How lucky are we?
0: Absolutely. Connor, do you have any, I don't think I know your LeBron feelings. I feel like
1: I'm sensing some trepidation. No, 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 no. I I like LeBron James. You can't... (laughs) Coming up very strongly. You can't... can't, I mean, you can. You can not like him. Lots of people do not like him, but I mean, the resume is there. Uh, I don't know if you all heard J.J. Redick talking about it on The Old Man in 3. He is not... He he said something... uh, It was like something along the the lines of he's not one of the greatest scorers of all time. He is the greatest scorer of all time. And then just listed off a bunch of ridiculous LeBron James stats, which I happen to agree with. But like my absolute favorite part about the bucket that broke the record was, I don't know who was in the low post at that point, but there was a mismatch. Thomas Bryant. Yeah, mismatch down in the low post. <laughs> and he had his hand up calling for the ball. Like, you think LeBron's passing that up when he knows the record is in reach? It would, he would be very LeBron he was tripled. to make he that, was pass. that shot of you was tripled. that shot of you was tripled. I will say, like,
0: even though everyone on both teams and in the arena, like, knew that the game itself was meaningless, which they did lose, I will say. Um, kind of fitting. Oh, yeah, he's not a winner. He, um, he did, like, he, he. it felt like he was playing in, like, a normal way. Maybe out of, like, a very <laughs> clear intent to play in a normal way. He was obviously, I think, I think he still has a mode where if he turns it on, Connor, like, he can just still score whenever he wants.
1: Yeah, yeah, you saw it last night, because I was sweating after the first quarter. I was like, oh, wow, are we not going to see it tonight, and then the game progressed, and I was like, nope, there's the switch. Yeah, I mean, especially against the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are an okay, I don't think they really have a LeBron stopper necessarily. Um Maybe Shea just Alexander's boots last night.
2: <laughs> just rocking <laughs> the puffy reds. I love those puffy reds. But yeah, it's sort of like last week when we were talking about Tom Brady, Chris. Like, there isn't
0: really a take to be had it's just well oh what's your take Give us the take well, I, I guess there's not oh, a take yeah, to be had well. on lebron but i mean in terms of if you're talking about greatness i think tom brady has more clearly distanced himself from the pack
2: right i i just meant like i'm not necessarily comparing the two i'm just saying like it's a similar situation where it's like i don't know i was sitting on twitter last night like what what do you say like there's nothing mm. really to say at this point uh, we just saw him break a 40-year record. My real question is, do you think, obviously it's tough to say, but if you had to bet right now, will we ever see his record be broken? Because he's probably got four or five more years in him to stretch this thing out. Like, I
0: think the, the thing I will say is, like, scoring is up. True. They will probably at some point get rid of the one-and-done rule again. So there will be people coming in at high school age there will be someone as good as lebron probably or like you know certainly as a scorer you think we'll never see anyone no, as yeah of course we will of course it, and... we will it
1: <laughs> might not be in our lifetime but it's going to happen again at some point right, right
0: there will be someone as talented and you know we see with, Le- with lebron he's a good example and with tom brady the health The ability of players to play for a long time, to remain healthy for a long time, to avoid significant injury, is getting better. And so I feel like we are trending towards... But also, players are playing less games in a season because of that. Fewer games.
2: Health, health, fewer games, yes, thank you. And that is sort of like, as much as anything, that is LeBron's superpower, is his ability to be this good for this long and the investment that he has made in his body. Like we all hear the reports that he spends like nine million dollars a year on his own health and well being. Like you look at like he's older than Cristiano Ronaldo who is just playing out the dregs of his career in Saudi Arabia and LeBron's still here as like a top five player in the league in the best league in the world. Like it's just it's remarkable and that I think is what's gonna be so hard for people to replicate. I think the talent will be there, but the ability to avoid a major injury. He's never really had a major injury. I mean, his first year in LA, he missed like half the year, but they were bad anyways. Like, he's never had to miss a season with a torn ACL or anything like that. And I think that is what's going to be so hard for someone to to uh, match.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's in the top 10 in games played, but he's not like lap... I guess he could probably... He could maybe be the all-time game player. I guess if he, if he played 3 more full seasons, he would certainly be within striking distance of the most games played of all time. But you know, I don't think he's so insurmountably ahead of the field in that regard that, you know, someone couldn't come along who is, you know,
2: no, but there's a difference between playing a game and averaging 33 points across the season after you're 20 years
0: into your career. This is a player, you know, we're we're talking about a hypothetical player who is as talented as LeBron right. James, which is a very LeBron rare breed of Jr. player, obviously. Yeah. Um, did you see that he has sort of uh, shifted his the goalposts a little bit where he went from talking about playing on the same team as his son to sharing the court with his son? No, what does what does that mean? What do Meaning, you think? Like, what do you he think could he could play, play, he's getting at? Well, just that like he could—they don't have to be on the same team. He
1: could play against oh, him in an NBA right. game, and that would still fulfill this dream he has. Right. I mean, that would still be pretty crazy. Could you imagine if Bronny's first NBA highlight was a chase down block from his dad? Just <laughs> decimate your son. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I would love that.
2: Uh, anything else to say on,
0: on uh, Jeffrey not- James. I feel, isn't Raymond one of his middle names? No, My, Jeffrey is Michael. Jeffrey Jordan's is Michael middle Jordan's name. middle name. <laughs> no, only because we've talked about him plenty, and also there's a lot of other things you have to get to. Yeah, because Griffin, your other favorite person to talk about, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> ugh, was in the news again. Uh on his way to the Dallas Mavericks. When I say free Luca, this is what I'm talking about. Get
2: Luca the hell <laughs> out of Dallas. And when I initially said that when they hired Jason Kidd, that actually seems like it worked out pretty well. Um or at least it did the first year. Right. But uh good lord. Well, I mean it's only a couple months, so hopefully Luca'll be okay. But yeah, uh I mean I think Brooklyn comes away from this very well. Like I think Kevin Durant should be happy, like Dinwiddie and DFS, Daily Fantasy Sports, as
0: I like to call Dorian Finney-Smith. I I have my own name for it, which I won't say on this podcast. You can cut it out, but it's...
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great name as well. Listeners, you'll never know. Just bleep Uh, that. Yeah. You can get the picture. Uh but yeah I think the Nets are coming away from this well. Um I think Brooklyn's looking good
0: honestly. Yeah, I mean Connor it's hard it's really hard to gauge what Kyrie Irving brings to a team at this point like because you know even though I do have questions about how he fits with Luka Doncic in terms of an on-court fit, you know, he did He has played with LeBron James and been successful. He has played with Kevin Durant and been successful. Strictly, you know, let's just say that there's a generic person (laughs) who is not Kyrie Irving, who has Kyrie Irving's player profile. Do you think that this is a good move for the Mavericks, assuming that he is the player, you know, this generic player who does not speak to the
1: media?
2: And he's a phenomenal player,
0: but I'll
1: let Kyrie answer. I mean, if you ask Mark Cuban, they have now the best backcourt in the NBA. But I don't know. I mean, there's there's so many off the court things, so many antics. Like, I think we are truly entering the Antonio Brown stages of Kyrie Irving right now. Like, That's we a are comparison. like post Fontes Perfect hit on Antonio Brown here <laughs> with Kyrie Irving. Like, Kyrie Irving before. I mean, I'll say, like, pre selts I guess, was phenomenal. Great player. Anybody would love to have that player on their team. Now, I still think the talent level of Kyrie Irving speaks for itself. Phenomenal ball, hander, phenomenal ball handler, great player, great passer, great court vision. Can he make a team better? Absolutely. I think he can. But, I mean, who are you going to get? What are you going to get? What are you going to get off the court? Those are all questions that I have. And again, like you both brought this up. How is this going to impact Luca?
0: Yeah, I think it... I feel kind of of two minds about it from a basketball perspective. I am reminded, obviously, very different players. But it does kind of make me think of when Rajon Rondo <laughs> was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Because it's a similar situation where it's like the Mavericks are. Let's see, they're the seventh ranked offense. They're a good offensive team. They're a very bad defensive team. They're almost bottom well, five in the help. league. Yeah, exactly. Like you're kind of accentuating your strengths and you know leaning into your weaknesses more to some extent. They will continue to be bad on defense. And like if you think about. But how Rajon Rondo's tenure in Dallas ended, could you not see Kyrie Irving just giving up in a playoff game?
2: Absolutely, I could. I mean, this is his fourth NBA team that he's on well, on now. None of them have ended well. Um, And he's just, I mean, I honestly wonder, like, do you think he likes playing in the NBA at this point? Like, is this an enjoyable experience? For him, the way that he is sort of presented it, it like, he hates doing the media. I guess he p- loves basketball because he can't be in the NBA if you don't have at least some sort of obsession with basketball. But when he hits free agency this year and the four-year contract that he wants to be there is not there, I like, I don't know what he's going to do.
0: Are we sure the four-year contract he wants to be there won't be there? I, I think he shaking would be your head
2: vociferously insane to commit four years yeah. of that kind of money to this guy who has not proven since, like, 2014 that he can be a consistent contributor.
1: Yeah. I think, like, the absolute, I mean, again, I'm not an NBA GM. I just like to sit here and pretend I am on 2K or whatever. But, like, absolute max I can see somebody committing is two years.
2: Yeah, two years with a lot of money, like a high value. But I, I think four years is just, it. it doesn't, he never lasts. Why would you think that you can be the one to fix this guy?
0: Okay. But put yourself in the situation of like, trying to think of a good team here. I mean, like it's basically like, think about the Knicks last year, I guess. Yeah. Where, you know, let's say he has the kind of playoff run that you could very easily get from Kyrie Irving. Like they go to the second round or to the conference finals He's averaging, like, 30 points a game. He meshes well with Luka. He makes clutch shots. He is just all around a very good player. And you're a Knicks or i I'm trying to think of a team that actually has cap space. But, like, you're, you're a team that would like to make the playoffs. A team for whom making the playoffs is a successful season. And you don't really get the chance to sign a lot of Kyrie Irvings. I and can see deals is, with,
2: with options.
0: Right. The question is, I guess, would Kyrie Irving want to play for those teams? Because you have to think that, like, he seems like a big market guy, I will say.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he certainly uh, doesn't shy away from the attention, eh?
1: So this would guarantee a Toronto playoff run. Would you take the shot?
2: On Kyrie, I do not ever want to see year... Kyrie Irving play for the Toronto <laughs>
1: Raptors. Yeah, but if he guarantees a good, solid playoff run, maybe a shot at the finals, like... No, thank
2: you. I'd, I'd rather get it another way. <laughs> I, I care about the players who put on the jersey of the teams that I root for, and I care about them representing the team with good character, and I do not think that Kyrie Irving is a very good person.
1: However, said team is absolutely, reportedly selling the farm coming up.
2: Yeah, but I I still think that that matters. And that might be naive. That might not be how the business works. And if if I was an executive, maybe I would be thinking differently. But from my perspective right now, where I am in the world and in my life, I I care about... Like, I didn't want them to... I was glad when they cut Terrence Davis. I was glad when the Blue Jays (laughs) cut ties with Roberto Alomar. Like, I don't... Yeah. And obviously Kyrie has not committed crimes like those two have, but... i i i I think character matters to me as a fan
1: yeah i agree somebody asked me the same question and i was like absolutely not so i just thought i
2: would thought you're trying to trap me
1: yeah absolutely (laughs) chris is different
2: as we all know Uh,
0: it's a great fit i will say (laughs) (laughs) on a roster it's a great fit for 35 games on a roster construction level, it's a great fit. He can't come to Canada, anyways. He's not vaccinated. He's immunized. Um, I think they got rid of that rule. I know. <laughs> uh, just quickly, because we are shifting to talk some football now, Connor, I feel like the last time we had you on around Super Bowl time, there was a, rem- a markedly different tenor to the way that we talked about and thought about the Detroit Lions obviously a much different season this year do you have any lions takes thoughts feelings that you want to
1: share with us uh, if aiden hutchinson doesn't win defensive rookie of the year i will be irate sauce uh, was really good aiden hutchinson had more picks as a defensive end <laughs>
0: It's not just about picks. He <laughs> also had like nine and a half sacks. <laughs> Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, there was, was a game, there was a he game was where great. Aiden
1: Hutchinson lined up at corner and made a play. So yeah, he can be sauce too. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I can't be that mad. What, what Sauce Gardner is doing as, as a rookie is also remarkable. I think coverage players like that are invaluable to a team, invaluable to a back end. Um, but that's just my bias take. I'm rooting for Aiden Hutchinson. Obviously, Michigan guy, now a Detroit Lion. Those are both my college and NFL teams. Um, the Lions went one started the season 1 and 6 and people were yelling and yelling and yelling Fire Dan Campbell, fi- Fire Dan Campbell. And I'm sitting there going, "Just wait. The players like to play for this guy. He's a good coach. He's going to right the ship and then they go on an absolute tear. I can't say anything bad right now. I'm excited. For the first time in my life, I'm excited to be a Detroit Lions fan.
0: That's it's quite sad,
1: I must say. It is. It I, is. I,
2: I find it heartwarming. I'm happy for you, Connor.
0: Do you feel did it did it lessen the blow or I guess it must have, I feel like. How much did it lessen the blow that the Seahawks
1: were the ones going into the playoffs rather than the Packers? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh by that and and by that point, uh it was either By that point, it had been made clear that Detroit was out of the playoff race. They couldn't get in no matter what. So I absolutely loved the Lions' mentality of, "Well, if we're going down, you guys are coming down with us." And they go out and stomp the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. And I think I tweeted out in all caps in Lambeau too. So yeah, I was I was ecstatic.
2: Yeah, and as a Packers, so much. (laughs) <laughs> as a as a last parting gift from maybe not a last parting gift but as a parting gift from your beloved Matthew Stafford, you're also looking at the 6th overall pick in this year's draft. I feel like the Lions like up there with the Bears are really sitting like best of both worlds right now.
1: Yeah, I mean you finished the season what is it 9 and 9 and 7 or whatever the Yeah, like off. the the, the Lions
2: true pick is 18th overall.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it would be 18th overall, but they have two first-round picks this year and next year thanks to that Matthew Stafford deal. Jared Goff's a pro bowler. I mean, I will I will be the first person to admit that I was furious that Jared Goff was going to be the next quarterback of the Detroit Lions. However, this year, prove me wrong, uh, I'm very happy that Detroit's offensive coordinator is staying in Detroit because he's, like, I, I don't know if either of you watch Hard Knocks, but even, like in preseason training camp stuff, Jared Goff was walking around saying, Ben, you're a genius, Ben, you're a genius. So they love each other. They've got something good going on. They've figured out a way to play to the strengths of Jared Goff, which I guess is essentially just throw underneath routes to Jamison Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, and DJ Chark. But uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, um, Yeah, which, it, which is hey, a weird sentence to pair with Lions football. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just before we move on, Chris, I was on Tankathon, double checking that I had the Lions draft picks correctly. Popped over to the NBA side, just quickly pressed Sim Lottery once. Raptors got the number one overall pick, so make of that what you will.
1: Uh, Great. Just um, want to update you there. They're not going to be. Uh,
2: according to my simulations, according to the data,
0: um, I will wait to make my prediction. Of course, I famously predicted the Raptors would move up in the draft the year they got Scotty Barnes. And you predicted deal.
2: who they would... Did you predict that they would do well in the lottery? Because that seems different than predicting who I, they would
0: draft. I did both, actually. Thank you very much for, thank you for asking. I said tonight the Raptors will move up in the draft lottery. And wow. And did. It was one of my all-time great called shots. And then, of course, I was one of the first on the Scotty Barnes train as well. And now it sounds wow. like the Raptors are going to trade Fred Van VanVleet for Jalen Suggs, so... They get best to talk about worlds. the best of both worlds.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I was certainly one of the uh, one of the many who was firing a TV remote through the screen when they passed on Suggs in said draft. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I I think Jalen Suggs is a good reclamation project. I think he can be rescued.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I think I said it at the time, like, whichever player the Raptors drafted was going to be the better player, probably.
2: Yeah. Um, and it would make friend of the show, Will Conkin, absolutely thrilled to see the Gonzaga product join the Toronto Raptors. Shout out to Will.
1: Absolutely. Is he a big um, Zags fan? He's a huge Zags fan. Huge Will Conkin loves Gonzaga that. and the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> kind of trash. Will. Hope you're doing well.
0: Uh,
2: but, Griffin, how, how long have we been going? So We've been going far? 25
0: minutes. Should we talk about the reason that Connor's here? I think we should a little for legal reasons we call it the big game
2: <laughs> you <laughs> worried you they're going to us?
0: sorry the big game um, what the big game lovey l v i i ah do you think that live golf regrets not coming out like sorry you mean 44 golf <laughs> <laughs> hold on. i i'll admit i haven't been keeping track of them what's going on uh, live is forty-four in Roman numerals. It's fifty-four, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you guys do the rest of the show without me. And Ugh. I just googled it, Griffin. Have, must say, I haven't been keeping up with them. Live golf lawyers say twenty twenty-two revenue was virtually zero. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm seeing oh, that they've just signed a TV deal with the CW. Yeah, the uh, CW. Wow. Exciting
1: times for live golf, but even more exciting to 54 times. Fifty-four golf. We gonna get the Flash and Green Arrow golfing in the Live, in the live Tour this year, or what? <laughs> Big I crossover. Was, I was recently just reading the Wikipedia plot summaries
0: for what happens on the Flash TV show. Pretty crazy stuff. Uh, go check it out if you enjoy reading <laughs> Wikipedia plot summaries of television episodes, as some people do. You know that's how I take in horror movies. Knock at the cabin. Seems like right. a great plot. I'm excited to see it. I'm going to one of our masters. Uh, unironic, by the way. Super Bowl 57, it must be, right? Yes. <laughs> I have to check my notes. <laughs> Is coming up on Sunday. The Chiefs and the Eagles, of course, two... Big picks in the Super Bowl stickum, as they are most popularly known. Uh, You know, the one seeds matching up together. It figures to be a close game. I think we should just start with outright picks because, you know, last year we did Super Bowl props. The line is quite slim. The Eagles are one and a half point favorites. Connor, who do you have in this football
1: game? The Eagles being one and a half point favorites is asinine. Absolutely asinine, (laughs) asinine. The Eagles are so fake, so fake. Oh my god! I'm going with the Chiefs. Wow! Wow!
0: I really was not expecting that. The second half of that sentence. We'll get into that for sure.
1: Oh, I have, I have no. Do we think it's just
2: Patrick Mahomes' leg that is resulting
1: in this? I mean, he threw for over 300 yards on a broken ankle. So I don't, I don't think so. But maybe, yeah, I guess so. I guess i griffin chiefs or eagles who do you have here i am of course taking the chiefs
2: my representative in the super bowl stick i don't think i'm quite as confident in it as connor as someone who had jalen hurts as my fantasy quarterback all year i of course do have love for the philadelphia eagles um but yeah i just think that this is weird, but the Eagles have too much of like a good regular season team vibe to win the Super Bowl. It's just like it's like the Atlanta Hawks from all those years ago. I don't I don't believe in it. Uh, so I I'm taking the Chiefs as well. The Eagles were too good in the regular season. <laughs> the the best regular season record never wins.
0: <laughs> I don't think the that's The NFC true. is also a joke, but yeah, the NFC also sucks. Uh, I'm frankly a little shocked. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, you stack up the quarterbacks. I don't think anyone is, well, probably some people are, but I don't think anyone who doesn't have a rooting interest and is a pretty unbiased considerer of football as we like to be. We, no hot, no, what what do we not do? We don't hedge, we, don't hedge. we also don't do hot takes. That's correct. I don't think anyone is going out and saying Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. That would be foolish. Other than that, and he is, we should also say, a very good quarterback. Yes. Other than that, what is the case for the Chiefs is kind of where I landed. I will, you know, I have a few notes here and such. But, I mean, I think the case against the Eagles is they have a worse quarterback and they don't. Didn't really face any tough tests in the playoffs, but it's also like they won the games they were supposed to win. Like they dominated against the Giants, they dominated against the 49ers. Obviously, a little too much, as...
2: if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: Obviously, I mean, those aren't as, as tough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those aren't as tough tests as the Bengals, but you know, the Chiefs went against the Jaguars and scraped out a 27 to 20 win that's not a significantly higher level of competition than the New York Giants were in the first round. And then obviously played a very tough opponent in the Bengals managed to pull that one out. They do, you know, if you want to talk about clutch factor or whatever in that sort of area, I think you'd have to give it to the chiefs, but really like up and down the roster. I'm curious, Connor, like what is the case for the chiefs? Out like, removing Patrick Mahomes from the equation, or is he just the whole
1: equation? I think he is a large chunk of that equation. I I think the intangibles with Mahomes speak for themselves, the things that he can do, the things that he showed that he did with that injured ankle. Everybody thought, oh, this is going to be the Bengals game because Mahomes is hurt. He's not going to be able to do things, but he was still throwing the ball 40 yards downfield off one foot. It was insane. Uh, His vision, his ability to, I mean, I'm going to say his ability to, quote, unquote, spread the ball, but I mean, his ability to find Kelsey in open space, let's be real, because he had, I think he had like 16 or 17 targets in the, in the first playoff game. And then he had another like seven or eight for 78 yards or something in, in the game against the Bengals, but he doesn't have. Other than Kelsey, like, to me, the Chiefs don't have a true number one, a true burner, a true anything, but Mahomes still makes average guys look good.
0: Yeah, and I think that has really been his story, like, throughout. I mean, and, like, the Chiefs' story overall, especially on offense, is how they have sort of elevated, with the exception of, (laughs) Travis Kelsey and Tyreek (laughs) Hill, which are pretty significant exceptions, I guess, but how they have, you know, elevated your Juju Smith-Schuster's, like, all the running backs they've had, now Isaiah Pacheco, how they've made Mikko Hardman look amazing, Griffin. How much, I guess, the question is, like, because now you might not even have those guys. You don't have Mikko Hardman. Juju Smith Schuster was banged up. Kadarius Toney was banged up. How much do you trust the Chiefs and how much do you trust the Eagles to stop? Because it feels like right now everyone just knows it's going to be the Mahomes Kelsey connection is going to be like the overwhelming bulk of their offense.
2: Yeah, but I mean, everyone's known that ever since they traded Tyreek Hill at the start of the year. Like, this has been something that. Everyone sort of thought the Chiefs would take a step back all season. We had people saying they would miss the playoffs after they traded Tyreek Hill, and no one's been able to stop them because Patrick Mahomes is just, I mean, I don't want to say unstoppable, but that seems to be where my sentence was going. Um, He is like, there's nothing you can do against him, and of course a huge share of the credit has to go to Travis Kelsey as well for being... Maybe the most dominant tight end the game has ever seen, him or Rob Gronkowski. Like, uh, it's just been, and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy do a great job of keeping things fresh and giving them good looks. But, like, I would say, you're right, Chris. In that, it does feel like the Chiefs have sort of been accepted as this dynasty in the making. And then you look at the paper and you're like, well, the Eagles just they seem better in a lot of positions. Like, the wide receivers are night and day in favor of the Eagles. But it's just like the, there's something about the Chiefs where they just have this sort of I'll-believe-that-they'll-lose-when-I-see-it factor, mostly because of Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yeah, and I think, I Griffin, because it almost feels like... It almost feels like people have been trying to anoint because Tom Brady has sort of, like, you know, allegedly is retired, um, has sort of, you know, declined the last couple of years as he sort of ends out his career, it seems like people have been looking to Patrick Mahomes as sort of the, the one who is on the upswing. I will say, if you look at their record, like, they kind of, in, you know, the last five years, because we're talking about the all the... uh afc championship games they've made in that time they kind of blew a close one to the patriots they obviously have the super bowl win that's a huge win Mm -hmm. but you know you look at that year and it's like they faced the texans in the divisional (laughs) round and i had a comeback win against them but it's also like they were down big to the texans they beat the titans in the afc championship game and then it's like they kind of got dominated in the super bowl in 2020 they blew a close one. You know, blue is a relative term. They lost a close one to the Bengals last year. Connor, are is the Chiefs' clutch factor a little bit overrated because of wins like the Houston win and the Super Bowl win? Are they as clutch as they sort of
1: get credit for? I think those are, are really good points. Um, and it's hard Thank to you. disagree with it. I don't know if I yeah. I don't know if they're as clutch as some like to think they are or some like to hold them to that sort of a standard. Now I will say that they are smart. They're efficient and that's where I think you can overcome the quote unquote clutchness with efficiency and smart game planning and smart play calling, which I think that the, the Chiefs have. But, I mean, even even two weeks ago against the Bengals, they got away with one because a rookie player made a rookie mistake and they hit a field goal for a game winner. Um, that was a tight game against a good Bengals team. Uh, now I think that Bengals team is a much better team than the Eagles. And I'm not saying that the the Eagles wouldn't have made that mistake either, but that certainly helped. So are they as clutch as everybody not everybody, but are they as clutch as a lot of people like to think they are? I don't think so. But I think they're certainly a lot smarter in the in the way that they call plays and the way that they scheme their offense and defense. I think they don't get enough credit for – like, their defense doesn't do anything that's going to scare anybody, but they just have an answer for almost everything. And if this game goes to a shootout, especially off the arms of both quarterbacks, I will take the Chiefs all day long. Wow.
0: But Griffin, if it does, because I do feel like it has the possibility to become a shootout, Um, you know, obviously I think the Chiefs defense was pretty impressive, especially, you know, limiting the Bengals to 20 points. I think that's a pretty impressive accomplishment. Their offense has been a little anemic at times. They were the top scoring offense in the regular season, obviously now missing, you know, some of the pieces that got them there. If it does become a shootout, doesn't don't you have to favor the Eagles on the basis of how good those wide receivers are? Because, you know, I feel like we've now, because of the way this conversation started, we've been framing everything around the Chiefs. But the Eagles have, like, an incredible roster as well. And even if you just want to talk about offense, because, you know, offense gets more attention usually, they do have two incredible receivers.
2: Yeah, of course they do. The A.J. Brown trade is looking like one of the absolute heists of the last few years uh, in terms of NFL trades. But I do still think, like Connor said, with all due respect to Jalen Hurts, who played himself into the MVP conversation this year. (laughs) Connor's not given a lot of due respect to Jalen Hurts. (laughs) But the gap between Patrick Mahomes and... Jalen Hurts and everybody else just seems to be larger and larger, like, the more I think about it. Like, even Josh Allen and Joe Burrow have been outplayed by this man time and time again, and last week on the broken ankle, he handled Joe Burrow and this Bengals team that I think would have, like, I think that the Bengals and the Eagles would be a closer matchup. Like, so I just, I can't find myself... Even with the weapon advantage going the way of the Philadelphia Eagles, I think this Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey trio is just basically impossible to stop.
0: Connor, you had a strong reaction to Griffin's due respect that he was giving towards Jalen Hurts, a guy who will, you know, definitely be in the mvp conversation you have to think will probably be a top five at the very least mvp finisher what is your feeling on (laughs) him which seems to be that he is not quite
1: as good as advertised if jalen hurts wins the mvp this year i think the philadelphia eagles won the mvp not jalen hurts This is a damn good Philadelphia Eagles team. And those two receivers, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, are phenomenal. But they also have one of the best offensive line units in football. They also have one of the best defensive front sevens in football. That makes it hard to play against. But my thing with Jalen Hurts is you are not going to win a Super Bowl throwing for 154 yards or 121 yards as he did – against a banged-up San Francisco 49ers team. And I think the Niners' defense actually in that game gave the Chiefs' defense the blueprint on how to deal with Jalen Hurts because a lot of what they were doing was those RPO-type pull the ball and get in space if you want to or RPO and, and, you know, find a guy over the middle for five yards. But when when Hurts was forced to run or use his legs or opted to, to roll out and find space... They weren't trying to play for a sack. They weren't trying to play for you know, a tackle in the backfield or a tackle for loss. They were just trying to string him out, get him to the sidelines. If he gets two, three yards, he gets two, three yards. But they were not going to let him move in space, get in space. And when you start trying to play for a sack against a guy like Jalen Hurts, you're not going to get it more often than not. Like He is athletic. He is a freak with his legs he can make plays with his legs but what gives me pause is his inability to make plays with his arms and we saw it a few times in games uh in in the playoff games where he was trying to find open receivers downfield we saw aj brown turn around throw his hands up and look at him and give him a what the f like he can't like in my opinion he cannot accurately throw football more than 15 yards down the field wow
0: strong words from connor um i think the counterpoint would be this, Connor, if you know, if you're saying Jalen Hurts doesn't deserve to be considered the MVP because the Eagles were just so good that they sort of like elevated Jalen Hurts to looking like an MVP, then can you not turn around and say the Eagles are the better football team and should probably win this game if they have, you know, like you said, they Yeah when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago as well, Griffin and I did about the Eagles sort of feeling like the best team in all uh, sort of like all the ancillary ways. Like they might not have their receivers are not as good as the Bengals. Their quarterback is not as good as the chiefs, but in all those little ways, they tend to come out ahead. And isn't that the team that usually is the team that finds a way to win the Super Bowl? is that you have playmakers
1: in all these different areas of the game. No, you're, you're right. I mean, I, I am kind of, contradicting myself a little bit I do think that the Eagles have a lot of things that are really positive like I said they have a a phenomenal defensive front seven and how the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line is going to handle that how Mahomes is going to be able to escape some of that pressure is going to be integral and I think that will be a little bit of a game decider if Mahomes can kind of he doesn't have to Run or escape or move, but if he can kind of navigate the pocket, manipulate the pocket, stay in the pocket long enough to find receivers downfield, then I think they'll find success. But it's going to co- I think it's going to come down to how well they can handle Philly's front seven because um, Hassan Reddick for the Eagles is a nightmare, is an absolute nightmare, um, and and can they get pressure enough? sorry, defensively can Kansas City get enough pressure to force to force Hertz to make the mistakes that he was making against the San Francisco 49ers. Because yes, they handled handled business against the Niners, but I mean again, the Niners were not playing with a quarterback. They they just weren't <laughs> playing with a quarterback. And I think if Brock Purdy was in that game, it's a little bit of a different game. Because their playbook closed off essentially without Purdy. Under center, but what they did defensively, and sure, yeah, they still gave up thirty-seven points, twenty-four because Devonta Smith did not catch that football. Still gave up twenty-four points in that game, uh, and and that's the other thing. The Eagles are going to score. They're going to find ways to score. They they have playmakers to do so. But again, if this comes down to a quarterback battle, I'm taking the guy that's been to five straight AFC games, the guy that has a ring, the guy that is. Touted as the next greatest quarterback of all time. The guy that Dan Orlovsky just put in his top five quarterbacks of all time. I, I did
0: see that. Griffin, I feel like do you, you want
2: yes, we, we to... Me... I might have to... As great as this conversation has been, Chris, I think we've got more great conversations to come. We've got a lot of fun fun bag segments that we want to get to in the second <laughs> half, so uh, are there a couple rapid-fire questions you want to give to close our real analysis?
0: Yes, I just wanted to get to... I, I brought back the MVP prop from last year. We've revived it. I like the way that this works, usually. So I feel like I know where both of you are going to go here, but I have the... Uh, we'll call it the 1-2 field method, where... You can pick one of the two quarterbacks, Mahomes or Hurts. You can pick two of, and then I've got a list of players here. I've got Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco on the Chiefs offense. I've got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Miles Sanders on the Eagles offense. And then I've got one defensive player for each team, Chris Jones on the Chiefs, Hassan Reddick on the defense. So you can pick two of those players, or you can pick any other player meaning the field, who is going to be your Super Bowl MVP will go to you, Griffin. Um, You know, it's really hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes
2: if I think the Chiefs are going to win this game, but I do think there's a chance that Travis Kelsey puts up 120 yards with two touchdowns, so I'm going to take Kelsey and Pacheco.
1: I love the pick. Connor will go to you. What do we got? I don't know. The MVP is a tough one for me cuz it's like the Heisman. It's a quarterback award. Uh, yeah. I think I think if the Chiefs win, I'm going to give it to Mahomes. If the Eagles win, I'm taking Hassan Reddick. I think the Eagles are going to win. If the Eagles win, it's because Hassan Reddick had an absolute monstrous game. I like the pick. I have This is
0: this is just vibes based. This is a Raptors are moving up in the draft <laughs> based feeling. But I'm going to say it. Darius Slay is going to have a
1: touchdown. Big play Slay. That makes my heart happy. Former Detroit Lions.
0: A
2: touchdown. Interesting. He's going to have a touchdown. Okay. That's just wonder how wonder what this kind is of what odds I you
1: can get on a Darius Slay
0: anytime <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> anytime. Uh, and so I will go with the field in order to uh, diversify our options here. Some wonderful football talk. And we're not done. We we're done talking about football. But we're not done talking about the Super Bowl. What? When High Floor Low Ceiling returns. And welcome back to High Floor Low Ceiling. Still with Griffin and Connor. Yeah, look who's stuck around. A, a two-segment, maybe even a three-segment guest here. He was he was getting intangible as well. Yeah. Um, always happy to have you here, Connor. And we needed you here... For our last segment here, we're talking Super Bowl accoutrement. I think we talked about... Was it the World Series, Griffin, where we were talking about the burger? Or was that the Super Bowl as well? That was around opening day. Right. It was the Braves or the Falcons had a burger? The Braves had a burger with gold leaf on it. Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) On a similar bent, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl halftime show a very touted one this year, uh, Rihanna sort of making her re-debut to the world, obviously has not had an album in what, seven years, I think, uh, had a child during that time. Uh, so been very busy, sort of making her return to the public eye after, of course, releasing a single for Black Panther Wakanda forever now streaming on Disney plus. And Chris, if you Uh, could just
2: hum us a few bars, uh,
0: Yeah, of course, her famous song, and the name of it, I know, is Lift Me Up. It was certainly the smash hit that Disney (laughs) wanted it to be when they attached it to their major motion picture. It certainly was the kind of song which would become a smash hit. A a straight, I mean, I guess if you're doing a song for the credits of Black Panther Wakanda Forever, there does need to be a certain level of mournfulness to it. But, uh... Uh, a bit of a downer, I, I must say. Not really one that'll get the people tapping their toes. No, and I hate uh, the
2: putting the best original song "Fishing" in the credits. You have to, you should have to use it in the movie for it to go for that should, award. A
0: character should have to sing the song. Um, mm. But Connor, we were talking before the show, and you seemed extremely amped. We wanted to quickly run down our top five Rihanna songs, but I feel like that could be a difficult task for
1: you. Oh, I said, I said I had 22 that I wrote out, <laughs> including just like listing one full album. Uh, yeah, I, I, we all collectively agreed. I think this could end up could could let's, let's say could no jinx. Very fair there, but could end up being one of the best Super Bowl halftime shows, certainly of recent memory, but if not ever,
2: yeah, I, I
1: think it's, the star power is there. She is,
2: and I mean it because, Chris, like you said, she hasn't put out new music in so long. I sort of find myself forgetting, like, in the early 2010s, th- it was just hit after hit after hit after hit. Like, an unbelievable hit machine. It's I like almost
0: soundtrack feel... Soundtrack high school. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I almost feel like we've talked about this on High Floor, Low Ceiling before. Rihanna? Yes, because, like, Rihanna has some insane musical stats about her that you would not realize. Like, yeah, with sales of over 250 million records worldwide, Rihanna is the second best-selling female music artist of all time. Wow. That behind is, Madonna. That is some... I would have maybe thought that, like, Beyonce would be... Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, he, like you, you know, she's a hitmaker, certainly. Yeah. But I don't think we really think about her in, through that lens. But I imagine, certainly globally, she has a, a larger reach than even someone like Beyonce or you know the other big pop stars of North America. True. And you know, tons of Grammys. She is the wealthiest female musician with an estimated net worth of 1.4 billion. Obviously, you know, Jeez. a big People part of that's that from. Lingerie. Yeah, the Fenty Beauty is uh, extremely well-regarded. I know you guys probably aren't uh, up on that, but... Not as much, no. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's quickly run down our top five Rihanna songs. I've got a feature in here. Maybe I'll shift that to the Honorable Mention instead, because I have six songs here. I do have a feature, but... Since your list is the most complete, shall we say, Connor? We'll go to you first.
1: Your top five Rihanna songs. Oh, this is tough. This is tough because I'm gonna I'm gonna keep coming back to stuff that I left out. Like five minutes later, I'm <laughs> like, oh, in this one. This uh, is non-binding. Yeah, I mean, Umbrella, duh. Yeah, <laughs> sure. for me, uh, Don't Stop the Music. Come on, mm-hmm. great song. Uh...
2: Connor's getting a little emotional here.
1: I am. I am. I don't know. I mean, I, we said it off the top. Take a bow. Come on. Take a bow. I have to go there. <laughs> Apparently a big hit. Don't say you're sorry. Because you're not. <laughs> um, There's a lot of early stuff on here for me. Um, you're going bad, certainly. Yeah. Like Drake and Meek Mill. Please kind continue. And... Sure. Sure. Yeah, what was that? Is that, that four one. diamonds? Mm-hmm. I think it's four for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like, come on, SNM is just a heater, absolute Ooh, heater.
2: I remember What's... when I was like thirteen and the music video got banned off of YouTube, and
0: oh,
1: I was so fast.
2: Very, very so cu- fast. curious about what could possibly get that video banned off of YouTube.
0: I. What's most remarkable about this to me, Connor, because, you know, obviously we know Rihanna's got some huge hits. What I find most remarkable is that our lists are 100% different. I do not have any of those songs. You don't on have my... Umbrella? Umbrella's a good song.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like That's I just nice. picked that one because of the name. That's like like NBA teams like just going out and trying to find somebody that like was a name. <laughs> right. you that do. was the Kyrie Irving. To listen tray. to that song again.
0: It's a perfectly good song. This is Rihanna. It, that's what the thing about Rihanna is. Like, Umbrella I like was. I feel like her first. You leave disturbed. Did I? okay, no, okay. No, you
1: left it off. You left it off. Did I? No, okay. I'd like to put that on there and go for like five A. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a lot. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it's that's the thing about Rihanna is disturb or, uh Umbrella. For someone else, it would be their best song with a bullet. For Rihanna, it might not be top five, but Griffin, it sounds like it might be in your top five. It's so the let's clear hear... number one. It's the clear number one. Wow. That's not true. It's her
2: best song because it would be almost anyone's best song. Umbrella is a great song.
1: I mean, I'll take a bullet need for take a bow
2: more man. because, <laughs> like, when she hits that key change on the last <laughs> chorus, oh my god. Um. The mashup with Singing in the Rain from Glee elevates it.
0: (laughs) That doesn't really count for Rihanna's discography.
2: Uh, Aside from that, I had Disturbia and Don't Stop the Music. Um, A song that I did not really like when it was popular but i have come around on is Stay. Mm -hmm. Uh, The round and around and around and around we go, I didn't like that part. But when she's singing the word stay, that part I like. Uh, and I forget if this is her featuring Drake or Drake featuring her. I think it's her featuring Drake. I'm going to go with take care. That is Drake featuring That's her. That's Drake. There's a whole oh. album called. From Drake the hair. album. On, take Griffin. care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but what's, that is what's a great... the
2: one with Drake featuring. What's the one with her featuring Drake and the album. There covers, are two. Like, her with pink hair. That is. What's my name that's yeah. a great one one of the best drake verses i know that's not can what you we're put it in there if you didn't even know what song you were trying to pick though <laughs> i did i will admit i accidentally picked take care when i meant to pick what's my
0: name i mean either of those would be great picks great song. um i do have still have four songs that have not been mentioned yet which one of yours I on got stay stay is on yours disturbia is on my list okay yeah. what's my name is on my list to me, the clear number one not only of Rihanna 's discography, but possibly of all time is, as Connor said, "We found love oh, with Calvin Harris. I forgot about that one an incredible, incredible song. this I one like again is,
2: is that her feet that's Calvin Harris I believe featuring it's a whiff. Rihanna,
0: right? I believe it's a whiff oh, okay. and it is on a okay. Rihanna album as well. That, those were the two points mm-hmm. in my favor. Yeah. This one is also controversial in terms of who you're going to attribute to as an artist. But I'm calling it a Rihanna song because she provides the bulk of the vocal performance. Four or five seconds. Dead silence. <laughs> I
2: thought you were saying she sang
0: for five seconds. No, no, the song four or five seconds. I know the uh, Rihanna. Title. There's another artist as well. I forget yep. his name. And Paul McCartney. Uh, <laughs> the three of them. Oh, oh, you forget his name, <laughs> right? Yeah. The three of them, but whoever Tom, the third guy is. Is that the one is, where Paul McCartney just, like, plays piano? Like, he's not even on yeah. the song? He plays the guitar, and he's, like, in the deep background singing. Like, he's, like, basically told the story that he went to that guy's studio, <laughs> Kanye West. Um, uh, who? that He, like, went to that guy's studio and was just, like, basically just, like, fiddling around on the guitar. And then Kanye was like, great, that's it. <laughs> and he was like, What? <laughs> 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 kind of crazy for Rihanna, of all people, to be maybe the third most famous person on a song. Yeah. But and I think a terrific song. Her performance definitely elevates it. Um, a terrific performance by her. And then, of course, rounding up my five, Work, also featuring oh, Drake. okay. Okay. Yeah. That one's repetitive for me. Absolutely repetitive, but like... What a great you beat.
1: You can't deny that you You're moved
0: to
2: <laughs> it. I also want <laughs> to so give
1: you... honorable mentions to Where Have You Been? Sure, all my life. I mean, California King Dead? Come on. Not familiar, that but... I, wanna... I do not... That's a deep album. The name. That's what I, the I name. thought That's I was going
0: head. with with uh, Take a Bat. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and then Wait. I I wanted to give an honorable mention to the Kendrick Lamar song, Loyalty. Hmm. <laughs> Are we just sage on, is she on that
2: or is that just <laughs> another
0: song you like <laughs> i would also like to give an honorable mention to to let it be but yes yeah. it's gonna be a great halftime show
2: i think she's gonna bring like the stage production the stage value um the production value is what i was trying to say i just added
0: a stage to both halves <laughs> of that phrase i think I think the stage will be impressive as well, but we've got to get to our entree here now that we've had that appetizer. We're going to have to do it quick. Yeah, but we're going to draft some Super Bowl halftime shows. I feel like, I'm assuming for the most part, these will be in the last like 15 years or so. Yeah. Uh, Someday we'll have to have Connor back where we can just go
2: through some of the early Super Bowl (laughs) halftime shows and just have a discussion as to what the organizers may have been thinking.
0: Chubby checker. (laughs) <laughs> Indiana State. Jones and Marion <laughs> Ravenwood. Those Grambling real State really uh, really lucked out at some point getting that gig. Yeah, um, they've been eating off that a long time. <laughs> absolutely, but I think we should just pick three. I agree. because you know we're 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 working within our own memory and also the Super Bowl halftime show is often terrible, so the number of good ones are limited. I will say, like the last. Five years, really, or four years since the start of 2020, have been quite good in my opinion. Shakira and J.Lo, the weekend, the multiple rappers, and like you consider can consider Mary J. Blige a rapper as well, but yeah, the multiple rappers, and then now Rihanna. Are you saying? Are you going back to Maroon Five as the last bad one? I think so. Yeah, that's no. certainly. It was terrible. I think that's the last one you can really clearly label as disappointing. Um, but let's run through these. I feel like there's a clear-cut number one pick. I guess we have to roll we a three-sided die. First. Okay. And then we can flip a coin to see you go second As Griffin. always. All right. I will flip the coin. I would like you to call it. Uh, I'm going to flip it now. Tails. It is tails. Last is time to I went second with Second or third? Uh, I'll go second. All right, and
1: Connor, we will turn to you for the number one pick. Number one pick—that's a—that's tough. There's so many I want that I'm not going to get now because I have the number one pick. It's like having the number one pick in your fantasy draft. It kind of sucks. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but I feel like there is there's one clear cut Super Bowl halftime show, Super Bowl halftime moment that lives in infamy. It's got to be Prince, mm-hmm. Purple Rain in the rain, arguably the best Super Bowl halftime show ever. I
0: think that is the... the. Yeah, you're not going to find
2: much of an argument there, I think. I don't I even
0: don't... particularly have any strong affinity for Prince, and I had that as my one inc- with the bullet. Incredible.
1: Yeah. Incredible. Uh,
0: I will go second.
2: I am going to take the, <clears throat> maybe not objectively the best, but my personal favorite of all time, Uh, I want you to step away from the guacamole dip. I want you to put the chicken fingers down. Because I'm taking, of course, the boss himself, Bruce Springsteen, and the legendary E Street band. Connor's pissed. I knew Connor
0: wanted that one. The second best Super Bowl halftime show of all time. Yeah. Some real... Everything's going according to kind of what I expected from my co-drafters here. Which is fine because I have a different draft philosophy. Which probably means I'll be getting some of my uh, top picks here. And as a result... Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. Because I have a a wealth of options here. I'm going to go a little bit to the side, because I feel like people don't really talk about this performance much anymore. But I... Remember it very fun. I did not watch anything to be clear, like to to brush up on these. I'm going strictly off of no, my memory. But
2: honestly, I will quite often find myself on a
0: YouTube rabbit hole Absolutely. watching Super Bowl halftime shows. Absolutely. And also the uh Jennifer Lopez documentary Halftime. A huge chunk of that is devoted to her trying to plan out her Super Bowl halftime show. Very mm. interesting stuff. Worth the watch it's on very netflix Very interesting
2: because they did not need her to be there. <laughs>
0: That's extremely rude to say. <laughs> um <laughs> could have I'm done going... it on her own. So good, Jennifer Lovato. I... One hit. I can't, I can't start with you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a great performance by uh, a great musician with some great musicians behind him. It's not a band, though. I'm going with... And also a great Super Bowl meme. That's another factor that I Mm. think you have to put into consideration here. Um, If we were doing a meme draft, I know who would be number one. But this guy (laughs) might go number two on the meme draft. Alongside his friend, the selfie kid, I'm going to select Justin Timberlake. That was a great Super Super Bowl halftime show. Timberlake was excellent. And not one that gets talked about much. No. Uh, But we return to you, Connor... I think the
1: field is still quite open for you. Who are you going to go with in round two? It is. There's a lot of really good really good artists still left on the board here. Um, but this one, this is going to be off the board. I don't know if, if either of you would have had this for yourselves, but this is one of my favorite bands of all time in one of my – well, it's a terrible place, but it's a, it's a place close to home. The Rolling Stones at Ford Field
2: absolutely mm, that one was not on my board uh i feel like the thing i remember most from that one is the stage and the shape of the famous yeah. mouth and tongue but uh yeah you can't go wrong i've they put on a pretty good show
1: <laughs> big stones fan i'm not gonna say it's like one of the best all time ever because it's not but it is like for me personally watching one of my favorite bands play in ford field where the detroit lions terribly lose every year was was a good one for me it made me happy for the lions that year i mean i, I actually was this is off topic now but i was at one of the no? detroit lions thanksgiving games and i got kid rock and he didn't Oof. even do Ba what so i was <laughs> upset i
2: feel like kid rock did the detroit lions thanksgiving halftime show like 11
1: years in a row probably That's it was my kid rock it. it was kid rock and big sean what a duo
0: <laughs> what a duo of detroit killers um detroit till i die Griffin, your round two pick here. Yeah,
2: I am going to go with one. I also have a personal connection to this Super Bowl. As a big Baltimore Ravens fan, for much of my life, it was the only time I had ever seen my favorite team win a championship, unless you count the Toronto Rock and the Toronto Argos, um, which nobody does. And, of course, she literally sucked the power out of the stadium Uh, She brought out her famous bandmates, Kelly and Michelle, for one of the most hype moments in Super Bowl history. Beyonce, of course, gave a Super Bowl show like none other, and she's who I'm taking with my second pick.
0: Great pick, Griffin, of course. Mm -hmm. Beyonce, plenty of iconic live performances, and the Super Bowl is no exception. I'm going to go one year after you, Griffin, and go with a pick that, at, at the time that this happened... I feel like I was not clocked into this artist as a performer. Certainly, I knew some of their songs, but, you know, was not particularly high on them as a performer. I think the last 10 years, basically, now have been incredibly kind to this performer, especially in terms of his acumen as a live performer. I'm going to MetLife Stadium and I'm selecting Bruno Mars.
2: I think that's a fantastic pick
0: chris mm-hmm. like you said like so entertaining
2: and his fantastic band slash backup singers slash dancers behind him like they're very talented and uh brought it again in something that I'm, I'm considering with my third pick i i don't know but uh yeah that's a that's a great pick the gold jackets and starting with the drums that was a great yeah. halftime mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. are you taking just, the red oh, hot chili peppers i was well? gonna say or are that. you making <laughs> them out? We can get weird. the peppers in.
0: It was, it's, a, it's a strange choice. I know that they're trying to you know, hit all the demographics, but uh, a strange choice for sure. But they can get in there for sure. Did they really play uh,
1: if they didn't plug in, though? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Controversial. I think of it as an Anthony Kiedis solo show. Um, okay. Connor, you've got one more pick. That means we're going to leave some great ones off the board, just looking oh. at my list here. Yep. Yeah.
1: Where are you going to go with your final choice? I'm tempted to go more recent. I don't know, like when, when Lady Gaga jumped off the roof, that was insane. Also just a phenomenal performance performer. Yeah, um, but I think I'm going to leave that one off. I think I'm going to leave that one off. And I'm going to go back again to like the Super Bowl 40s. And I'm going to go to Super Bowl 42, mostly because this now just makes me really mad because he's like, again, one of my favorite artists, Tom Petty. I'm going with the Tom Petty Super Bowl halftime show. But I had a chance to see Tom Petty once. My dad and I were both in, and my younger brother said no. A few weeks later, Tom Petty passed away. Oh, my God. So I will never forgive my brother for that, ever, for the rest of his life. So I just go back and watch that Super Bowl halftime show occasionally, and when he's in the room with me, I'm like, look what you didn't do. (laughs) Look what what you didn't do. Welcome
2: back to Therapy the Podcast, (laughs) Yeah, no, I just chose
1: that one specifically to air that grievance. (laughs) Absolutely. Would
2: you like to name your brother personally?
1: Yeah, Andrew. Andrew O'Neill. He knows who he is. He definitely does. He knows who he
0: is. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, I, I
2: um, always support the airing of Grievances on the podcast. Excellently done, Connor. And also just a great halftime show mm-hmm. from a great uh,
0: performer. Uh, but your final pick now, Griffin.
2: Yeah, it's tough. The Lady Gaga one is great. Shakira's show is great. Uh, Super Bowl 50 with That's Coldplay, gross. who were like, very unexpectedly I enjoyed. And then Bruno Mars and... Lady Gaga, or Bruno Mars and Beyonce as well, pardon me. Uh, but I am just going to have to take last year's show for my third and final show. I thought that they brought out the legends. They had Dr. Dre and Snoop, Ice Cube, I believe it was a surprise appearance, and then Kendrick and Eminem. 50 Cent. 50 Cent.
0: 50 Cent, yes. Anderson Pack
2: on the drums? Come on. Anderson Pack. yeah, unannounced on the drums. Uh, the set was great. We still haven't settled on this podcast whether or not Connor succeeded on his Snoop Dogg smoking prop bet. Right. Um, he did. He was, <laughs> he not, was. On <laughs> not on Video camera. Video evidence. Not on camera. He was. He was
1: not as part like... of the halftime
2: show. It was before the halftime show. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I they were
0: wheeling the stage out there, and he was. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. It's anyway, fine. anyway, uh, I'm taking last year's for my third and final pick. It's a great selection, Griffin. It was definitely on my short list, indubitably. You know, I've got a tough decision here. Uh, I alluded to to it earlier obviously the the number 1 for meme quality the weekend uh mm-hmm. him stumbling through that hallway that was really for us as we were classmates at that time I feel like that was an important meme oh, uh, yeah in well, meme history it was
1: a polarizing year for Griffin that I'm not yeah, sure Yeah I was of, <laughs> of course I, I stand by it. I his music is
2: not the best for a halftime show <laughs> He makes great music, it's just not halftime show music. That's all I'm However, saying.
1: However, the halftime show was proved mid. you wrong. It was mid.
2: That's why he spent like good. $4 million of his own money on the props, because he knew that the music couldn't stand on its own. I'm sure.
0: I'm sure he did that because he was worried about his music's ability to stand on
1: its own. He's a good uh, he sensed what the performance you, needed because the Are music you trying wasn't to tell me it? that you didn't enjoy the weekend's halftime performance? Uh, I boy? enjoyed Incredible. the performance. Incredible.
2: Incredible. Incredible. I thought the music was fine. It didn't get me going.
0: Obviously, uh I feel like this one was really talked about for a long time as like the great or one of the greatest U two uh, coming on the heels of 9-11 yes. uh, Chris, you are, of course, a massive U2 fan, I believe Absolutely, U2 really? um, I'm a huge U2 fan, yeah okay. I'm not going to go with that one although I do consider it a great performance of course uh, I could go with the other Justin Timberlake performance made a lot of the headlines <laughs> iconic <lines. No. Classic laughs> moments of all time <laughs>
2: Is that and then did he also has he done it three different times? Because he JT. also did it with sync?
0: Yeah, yeah. He was with NSYNC, yeah. Wow. Well, you know. If you're great, great. Justin Timberlake
2: um, or the Grambling State
0: University Marching Band, you gotta pick one. Absolutely. Um but you know, I think I would probably pick you two in the majority of situations here. But the draft you know, it's all about hitting on that superstar, right? Giannis onto yep. the Kumpo with the 13th pick. You're looking to find the superstar that nobody saw. And that's why, with the third pick in my draft, I'm going to select Rihanna. Oh my God. A huge risk. I love that. But
2: uh, I also a it. pretty safe bet at yeah. this point. Enormous, same
0: time. enormous upside here. Um, I'm really excited to see what she brings out. I have faith in her as a performer and I think that this uh you know we'll be back next week talking about how my pick paid great dividends. I think it and could be a huge my Eagles.
2: huge third yeah, round value. But like you said Chris, it's crazy what we've left on the board. We left
0: Michael Jackson on we the board. We left off Shania Yay. Twain no doubt and Sting. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the classic trio. We left um, off Lenny Kravitz. <laughs>
2: <laughs> left off U two. We left off Shakira. We the left Blues off Brothers. Elvis Presto, the Blues Elvis Brothers two thousand. We left um, off Diana Ross. I mean, that's, a big, on. that's, a, big Wonder, that's a big one.
0: Stevie Wonder, James Brown, it's a big one. Lots of tremendous performers, but Grambling these, State University
2: marching band.
0: But these three tremendous performers will have to wait for another day to uh, continue this conversation. Connor, thank you so much for joining us. We love adding you to the uh, the HFLC family. Welcome to the two-timers, three, three-timers club. Two. Two-timers club. Uh, but in terms of total minutes, he's got to be up there. Absolutely, that's true. Uh, Connor, anything to plug your Twitter? How can people uh, enjoy more of what you produce for them?
1: Yeah, Twitter is just at... Connor R O'Neill. still haven't uh, it's changed not that, a, eh? not a misspell. there are it's Connor R so it's not I didn't misspell my name I promise <laughs> but uh, yeah that's uh that's that's my Twitter if anybody uh, besides myself cares about the CFL I do do some CFL stuff over there <laughs> okay great stuff if
2: you don't care about the CFL Connor's a great way to get into it because if you're a Canadian you should care about the CFL
1: absolutely well, not everybody agrees with that but <laughs> well they're not
2: real
0: canadians
2: that's okay, where i'm drawing okay. the line
0: uh connor o'neill just for those who are searching you out with an o and one l uh both
1: connor points O'Neill. of distinction what yes come my on. uh my my partner's grandmother told me i come from the wrong side of ireland because of those so Uh-oh. oh my
0: goodness
1: well, that um, seems
2: troubling
0: <laughs> <laughs> hflc podcast on twitter of course griffin porter 97 for griffin c house and jan for myself listen to the oua basketball show uh youtube exclusive youtube exclusive uh get that money um but until next time enjoy the super bowl everyone and please keep your floors high and your ceilings low Oh, 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 oh,